And I think we're ready to go here. Uh, all right, here we go. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is episode number 180, the place for Xbox talk and more on Sunday nights. This is your host, Invader, and it's great to see you all here with us this evening, everybody in the chat. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, stuff like Second Extinction. It's now available through Xbox Game Preview. What do we think about it? Well, we'll let you know in a sec. Also, more talk and details popping up about IO Interactive's new IP. Does it sound like something cool? Again, find out soon. As well, Xbox uh, gaming revenue, revenue is seeing a massive, massive uptick. What could be causing this? Well... Again, we'll be talking about that soon and lots more. But of course, before we get into all of that, let me introduce all the cool people on tonight's panel. And joining us tonight are two really cool guys. Uh, first up, from the We Bleed Green podcast. Again, awesome fellas there. Please welcome Devin. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me on tonight, man. Definitely looking forward to the show. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, great to have you here again. Uh, lots of cool uh, people from your panel there. We've had Dirt on before, and uh, yeah, it's a great crew there with uh, Shan and everybody else. Uh, very lively discussions on your show, and yeah, I can't wait to hear your opinions on everything. Absolutely, man. I'm ready to have some fun. All right, good to hear. As well, we welcome back our friend 108 Dragons. Hey, how you been, Lemon? Man, life is good. I'm ready to get into these topics, man. Thank you for having me on once again. As always, every Sunday, I'm tuning in. You dudes are just absolutely amazing, the work you're putting over here, man. I'm just um, very humbled to just be here once again, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, well, uh, we appreciate that, Simon, buddy, and I can't wait to hear your commentary. All right, now on to the TXR regulars. Shockley, buddy, hey, good to have you here. How are you been? Oh, pretty good. Uh, I've just been uh, getting my shit wrecked in Returnal a few times. Uh, so I've been uh, digging that so far. So, But, yeah, finally just beat the uh, that first boss, so finally. So it's starting to click a little bit better, and I'm starting to feel at least not as demoralized so <laughs> on to the next one but yeah ready for the show yeah buddy yeah and i yeah well you know what uh, funny enough we will uh be talking about returnal later on i can't wait to uh hear your thoughts on that and everybody else on the panel tim dog hey tim buddy hey you ready for tonight's show yeah very happy to be here a really good cast Devin and uh, lemons awesome panel and uh we got a lot to talk about so uh Pretty happy to be here. We got a good good team right now. Yeah, you said it, bud. And finally, writing this out, Centurion. What's up, brother? What is up, guys? It is Sunday night, time for TXR podcast, and I am still looking for a new calendar to find out what day it is because of yesterday's incident. <laughs> uh in case uh people don't know uh please go into detail uh centurion <laughs> so um apparently i what me and lemon have been talking for days now about getting me on 
his amazing show, the Dragon's Den podcast. Been really looking forward to it. I've even been weighing the option of actually hopping on camera for the first time on YouTube. And of course, I'm over here thinking May 15th, and it turns out it was yesterday. And (laughs) I'm I'm like at work and I come home, I turn on Twitter, and it's like, oh damn, I was supposed to be on a show today. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh man, living with 15th, ADHD. You good. Isn't 15th, it fun? you good. 15th, you good. We good. Right? Well, it was, like, it was a Saturday. That's why I was like, man, somehow 15th got thrown in there, but okay. The 15th is a Saturday? The 15th is a Saturday. I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh man, it's all good. I'm sorry again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that should be uh, your new nickname, Mr. I'm Sorry. <laughs> That's uh, not really a Mr. Apologetic. Oh man, Mr. Apology. All right, I don't mean to put you in the the the, uh, the hot seat there, Centurion. Just kidding around. Just kidding around, folks. Should be like Jeff Jeff Fox, where he's like, "Sorry, I'm just a tool." No, I'm <laughs> hey, if you want to go there, all right, sure. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Uh, but yeah, it's great to see everybody in the chat just filing in. Lance Jennings, Six Slayer, uh, Spida, the Game Filter, Toolman. Oh, lots of cool people here. DeBlue, Dreadpool's here, PyCon Fusion, Ganderlad. Lots and lots of really familiar, uh, cool, familiar faces. Great to have you here, folks, as everyone's just filing in. All right, guys, let's get right into things, shall we? And earlier this week, the uh, co-op title uh, Second Extinction has made its way onto the Xbox through the game preview program. And, you know, it's a it's a pretty crazy game with lots of uh, bullets and uh, dino guts hitting the floor. Uh, <laughs> I've spent uh, some time with it, and yeah, it's, it's a bit of a wild ride. Um, I would like, like, well, I would love to know what everyone's thoughts and first impressions are of this early access game. Well, whoever's played it, anyways. Uh, Dragons, have you played it at all? Man, I put some time into this game. Um, what I haven't done is played it co-op, and I suggest for everybody. First of all, this game is high action. This game is not like nothing else you played besides N64's To Rock. It is awesome. But you cannot play by yourself. You really need help. These dinosaurs are aggressive. They're attacking hordes. There is no... The artificial intelligence is definitely on a thousand, I think, in this game. Because I'm telling you, when you get to shooting one dinosaur, they will flank you. Yo, it's an amazing game, man. And it's, you know, it has a couple bugs. But just to see how the game is running right now... The game is awesome, man. I I, I really believe this game is going to um, have some great future content dropping for it because the community is really loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I played a bit of it, too, and I know exactly what you mean because, I mean, yeah, it's definitely built to, have, you know, be with your friends, familiar faces. I was playing with some randoms myself, and it worked out pretty well, uh to be honest, but it's like if one person drops, you're really screwed because you're those dinosaurs, trouble. those dinosaurs, they mm-hmm. uh, like I wouldn't even compare it to zombie games because they are they're the relentless. AI. Yeah, the AI. <laughs> is, Can I ask you guys so a aggressive? Yeah, go ahead. No, I will because I I've actually been wanting to check this game out, but you since you guys have and I haven't, I need to. What is with the like the difficulty system? Like what I saw, like on what they talked about, like how the difficulty range moves around depending on what's going on in the world map at that time. 
we know from having so many hours in it, right? I don't know how to assess that because I didn't play with my friends. The game is hard. So even did, even in the even in the areas myself. where they say it's going to be easy, it's still hard. No, it's tough. Okay, I played on normal, right? Um, I, I don't have time. I have too many games to put something on an expert or the highest difficulty setting. But I'm telling you, I played by myself, and I had to do the first mission. By the it was like the A area. I could not complete that if I stood there and fight the dinosaurs. I had to do what I had to do: run, get out, save bullets, and save my life on my edge of my couch constantly. It took me two hours to beat that first level or the first part of that map mission by myself. I said, no, I got to play with people because you need backup. The Absolutely. AI is they're not playing with you. I don't know <laughs> if normal is normal. It ain't normal for the regular games out here on the market. That game is tough. It's tough. It, is it help. a story or is it just random missions? No, it's a story. It's a little bit of story. You know what I'm saying? But it's not like left for dead zombies attack you kill all the zombies no it has you know it has it has merit to it but it's definitely tough don't play by yourself you need to join up and you know centurion you need some help trust me i need it come let's join up together oh, get definitely. i've been wanting to play this game with friends since <laughs> i almost hard. It's Dude, hard. second extinction actually made me consider buying a game on pc and then I found out it was coming to Xbox, and so I've just been sitting on my hands this whole time, not like dropping twenty five bucks on PC because I, dude, I. And then I got a static when I found out it was coming to Game Pass. Right. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's tough. Mm hmm. Well, that's interesting that you mentioned that Centurion because yeah, this game is it can be accessed over Xbox Game Pass. Um, and yeah, a lot of people are testing out this title right now. Um, it's got a, it definitely has a lot of room to grow, and there are some noticeable bugs and different things. Uh, the AI, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not sure if the AI is acting the way that it should. Like, I see these dinosaurs making some really weird moves, or I've seen like dinosaurs, like I'll just be uh, running in the snow, and then all of a sudden in the distance, I'll see like uh, one of these velociraptors just kind of like jumping like in midair, like 50 feet. I'm like, what the, yeah. hell? Like, what the hell? It can't <laughs> be they, any worse than they the, jump uh, off AI walls? from battle for, I mean, uh, home front. Uh, well, first I answer Tim's question. Um, I haven't seen them jump off walls, but they'll like dig underneath the ground in the snow and then like they'll pounce yeah. up right back at you. And then they and do like the these screamers. Yeah, that's right. And then they, they also call in reinforcements. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm mean... never playing this game by myself again. I'm sorry. <laughs> For me, I think the game uh, looks good. It looks very tough. A little unfair. People uh, comparing Returnal to it. <laughs> because of uh, whatever you want, but this game's in preview. Uh, it's just starting out. It has potential. Shouldn't be compared to a game that's a full release. Right. And um, you know, I mean, it's it sounds like a lot of people have fun. From what I saw, though, damn, it looks tough. Like I saw, just the, they just don't stop. They don't. They're like no. running after you, and I was like, yeah, this this game might be dead in two seconds. No, they were chasing after and, me. Like, anything. has anybody? Has anybody gone online and gone to Second Extinction's website and actually looked what the developers put on there? Like they they show the models of the dinosaurs and the the abilities they have and exactly how they're gonna what they do in the environment and the role they play. I mean, they put a lot 
uh, on the uh, on their website for this game. I mean, and they even have the uh, the roadmap of where they want to take the game, kind of for that year. I mean, they're trying to be as informative as possible with people on exactly the direction they're taking this game. Mm. I'm gonna mm. check that out. Yeah, I haven't checked that out yet personally. Well, that's I mean, I just love looking <laughs> looking at the character mo- uh well, character models, the dinosaur models and yeah. just the colors and the just the just I mean the I mean, they look really ravenous. I mean, they're really awesome to look at and on screen you don't really get a good chance to look at the detail on the website. They actually show you some detail of what they look like and they even uh include that they're always that there's other dinosaurs in the works. These just aren't what you're getting. This is why it's in game preview. They are wanting to release other dinosaurs into the uh, the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's right. And they got some pr- pretty crazy moves. These dinosaurs too. Like I've seen them jump at you, but they'll like do like a almost like a karate kick in the air. They'll come at you at like an, at an angle. Step. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, like yeah, ninja, I saw that side. Ninja step. practice. <laughs> like yeah. it's. Like what, what? What the heck is going on here? What are they feeding these dinosaurs? I mean, I know they're like mutated dinosaurs, but still, it's it's pretty crazy stuff. And uh, they are interesting to fight. Just like uh, so far, I've been using this guy with the the mini gun, and I do a pretty oh, yeah. good job of clearing them. But it's like damn, they just keep coming at you. I mean, it's very if you're not with somebody or a team, it's like you're <laughs> you're setting yourself yet. up for failure. Thanks. But, uh, oh, I uh, just got to interrupt you for a sec, guys. Uh, Dirt Griggity with the $5 super chat. What's up, TXR? Shout out to the panel. One away, Dragon. Dirt! And, of course, my WBG panel member, Hyperfang. Uh, have a great show and big ups to Uncle Tim Dog. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uncle Tim Dog. That's your <laughs> new name now, Timmy Tim. I don't know. I was Darth Vader. Now I'm uh, Uncle Tim uh, Dog. Definitely the Darth Vader. I, de- I definitely. Uh, <laughs> I uh, to Griggity, um, we are. I have to talk to him at the end, but I will be on W their show um, soon. So look forward to that. Nice, nice. Definitely am, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we also got a ten dollars super chat from Italian Clowns, Carlo, buddy. Thanks, and he says. Tim, this is ge- the uh, generation for Xbox. I am so excited for Phil's vision. We see this with strong Xbox Game Pass moves and xCloud. Also, what's up, Lemon? Xbox, 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 Xbox. I love Xbox. <laughs> uh, good stuff there, Carlo. Thank you very much, man. Much appreciated. Oh, man. Yeah, Tim, I mean, uh, as far as I know, this is the first game preview title in uh game pass if i'm not mistaken uh, grounded grounded oh, oh yeah that's right but, grounded. No, but, grounded but, but you know what it, yeah for this generation but but the thing is is that w- preview is is in itself you have to decide as a gamer if you want to mess with it because sometimes like i played preview for arc and other times and sometimes i feel like sometimes you might better off be waiting but uh, other times, you know, if you want to do the whole journey along with the developer and build the game up to its release, that's great. But uh, one of the great things is that Game Pass is going to get a lot of people on it regardless. So um, it seems like a match made in heaven. You have a preview and then you have the people influx of people on Game Pass that can play it. So, uh, you know, uh, if you want to try it out, definitely try it out. Personally, 
I'm going to wait until it all gets fleshed out and then maybe play with Lemons or whatever or somebody who's, like, really geared up on it because uh, I'm, I'm having enough of this getting my ass kicked lately in games um, that I want to protect myself a little. Mm. Yeah. What gameplay is this right now? Is that yours, Invader? Yes, it is. You see that T-Rex you fighting? Yeah. I didn't even – I didn't even – that's the first level. I didn't even see the T-Rex. Uh, that just shows you like this game is offering a lot of work. I didn't get a chance to see a T-Rex. And I see you battling now. We use the same character, but that's the same level you got to search the hangers. And I'm telling you, this game is fast-paced. You, there's no you – can't, you can't go use the bathroom. You can't do nothing. It's high-paced, fast action, and keeps you on your toes. This game is really good, man. I got to say. Preview or not, this game is definitely where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 gameplay is interesting. Like, uh, it there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. But again, it's in game preview. I'm not gonna like give it too much criticism. Like, it's a full release at the moment. That's right. where I, I don't get why people are getting on it so heavily at the moment. And maybe it's just because there's a certain like uh, console exclusives for other systems out around the same time and there's being these odd comparisons being drawn I, I really don't know why but I think they've been pretty open about the fact that it's a game preview game and, and you know what it's cool that we get to have the chance to to play a title like this again you know just to test it out and whatnot but I'm curious guys how do you guys feel about this uh I mean this is a pretty decent sized third party title how do you feel about these kind of titles entering a subscription a paid subscription service like Xbox Game Pass I think it's uh it's good good for these games to uh have a opener opening community uh so like say like if they just released it in game preview as itself where you got to pay money for it some people will be on the fence about it you know what i mean not sure cuz uh some some games have shot themselves in the foot with that but uh you you got stories of other games like uh coming back from the dead per se from game preview so i think entering it into game pass day and date just gives it a community of its own right away which uh, definitely Agreed. helps with bringing improvements down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more and, engagement numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, another good thing too. I mean, this is a title. It's, I mean, they they have all kinds of different titles in Game Pass, but this is a a, a co op shooter, and it, it, it's a great way to you know like co op shoes. I mean, you look at how much. Uh, how popular these games get when you know if there's like a multiplayer element to them and a lot of people just try it just for the fact that hey you know what it's in game pass i can just give it a shot you know there's no there's no real disadvantage to it it's just the ease of access and you know what i i had a great time with my i only i've only played a couple of matches admittedly i haven't put as much time as lemon but it's fun uh again lots of uh, a few kinks and but like I, I don't know if you guys are watching the gameplay right now you're seeing some like crazy like velociraptors like glowing red velociraptors that are doing like ninja kicks on me and crap but uh either way like it's just like <laughs> the ai is definitely brutal at times and i'll have like a i think like a triceratops start running at me in a moment but it's a unique game it's uh like again i'm talking about all these different moments and it's like i can't really say i've had these same moments in another game before so it definitely makes right. you talk right so mm-hmm. 
Um, with, with Game Pass, they bring they they you know you're already paying for it. You might as well try it. Um, what was the game with the dwarfs and you had to do the mining? What was that called? Again? Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah. Come on, we had that in preview. You grew with the game and was crazy and beneficial to the gamer is when these games are in preview, you get an opportunity to go on their website, say what's wrong with the game, say what you think could be improved with the game, and then the developers look at what you're talking about and they can make improvements. So any game in preview, and especially being on Game Pass if you already have it, that's a bonus in itself because you can grow with the game and maybe some of your ideas you talk to the developer about, they'll put in the game. Because there's only one thing I've really seen bad with the game is that when you have the fog area, right, the green fog, and if you're mm-hmm. in a clear area, it doesn't has it doesn't it doesn't have a transition into the fog. It just pops in. But that's the only thing I've seen wrong with the game. For it to be just a preview game, I ain't seen mad bugs. I haven't seen mad. I haven't had games drop. I haven't had games dashboard out. Um, but you know, people got to look at things and, and take things with a grain of salt. Like you're getting an opportunity to play something that's unfinished and give your opinion on how to improve it. You can't really beat. It's like a super beta. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see how people can complain about that. I think that's awesome. I will say I think they should limit uh, like how many games are going into preview or uh, just couple it with a bunch of other games. Um, mm-hmm. So like I think this one was good because it was second extinction. I think there's another game that um, uh, Destroy All Humans, I guess that came out with it or was going into Game Pass with it. But as long as it's not like, hey, this week is just second extinction of a uh, second extinction, um, like a early access game that might just put a bad look on game pass in a sense because people are trying to like point out hey this game's you know broken this is the type of game that goes in the game pass even though there's plenty quality titles in game pass that go in there um i would just they should probably just like shove that in <laughs> with some other titles like absolutely agree on that because you know the narrative's been mm-hmm. yeah Twitter. like you don't want to be like with uh that's what some people think of like Netflix that way, even though there's some quality titles, you know, quality series on there, they'll like point out one, you know, bad or one, you know, Adam Sandler movie that people call, you know, trash. And it's like, well, that's the stuff that goes on Netflix, even though there is like quality stuff in there. But a ton, you're right, right. They're the minority, so you got to ignore them. <laughs> like yeah. facts, just got to get better. I mean, I mean, just look at, you know, just look at Craig, like it was a. No, no one, no one in the live stream. Not a single. You can't find a single person that caught Craig in the live stream. It was when you went back and like slowed it down mm-hmm. and like, oh, because mm-hmm. it was like literally a millisecond. You had, and so obviously they didn't spend a lot of time, like I guess, putting a lot of texture on his face when it's you know there in a flash. Um, so it's kind of stuff like that that just blew up. Domino's was tweeting about it, like, uh, what about graphics? You know, like <laughs> so stuff like that can you know blow up pretty big of like hey that's the it, you know gets this you know look of like hey game pass just has these you know crappy titles i don't think that'll be a problem anyway in the future because you know once all those bethesda titles go in their day one the some of the first party studios they got cooking eventually that's not going to matter anyway i think right now it's just the early stage where there's not a lot of new stuff in game pass where it might get that you know stigma 
Well, even now it's totally worth it, but you consider the fact that EA Play is included with the Game Pass Ultimate. You consider that oh, there yeah. are probably other big publishers in talks. I mean, you hear a lot of uh, chatter about Ubisoft and their titles possibly going into Game Pass as well. And I would imagine other publishers are, you know, having the same conversations with them because of just because of the engagement levels that they've been having. So. I mean, no game. Well, Game Pass. There's a there's a reason why it's growing at the exponential rate that it is, uh, because it's a great value. And normally, I wouldn't be talking about these big like marketing, uh, like company talking points. But I mean, I really like it. I really enjoy just being able to try a game. And hey, you know what? It it really beats like spending sixty, seventy dollars on a game that hey, you know what? I might just want to return in the end. So there's that. But I also might enjoy a game that I just again i just I, I picked up in game pass i might not have tried it otherwise so you know awesome service and second extinction is an again it's another nice addition to it but uh, again we'll see what happens guys this game was gonna continue to grow they're gonna add stuff and i'll be very curious about what they plan to add down the line centurion i gotta check out their website hopefully they uh again they tell us what their roadmap is for the game but uh yeah it looks cool and I definitely suggest everybody to check it out. Uh, we will move on, guys, to uh, our next topic. And it's actually a continuation of something that the rumor mill was churning with talk of Xbox and IO Interactive working on a game together. Well, over the past week, we've been seeing some more information trickle out from some trusted outlets and news sources. Windows Central Jez Corden, good old Jez there. He got some info saying that it's a new IP, a fantasy RPG. Even uh, a site like Eurogamer, they chimed in and they stated that it's a AAA uh, title and an early development supposedly set in a medieval-esque world with dragons, which, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's got me very interested. And again, it's really, it's just in a very interesting that we're starting to see all these details kind of pop up now uh devin i'll hit you up first on this one bud because i know you recently put out a video on this very subject what do you think about this uh rumored game and partnership with xbox and io interactive it's definitely very interesting considering uh the titles that io puts out have put out recently like with the hitman series of course you got you got your your stealth gameplay, your your first-person shooter, and uh, switching over to a RPG fantasy-type game is definitely interesting. I, I really have no idea like what it could be, especially for it being a new IP, so it's not going to be a reboot of a franchise or a remaster of some sorts of like IP that we, we know and love, so... Um, Jez has been saying on Twitter how it how it's um you know that you know the swirly icon the emoji mm -hmm. thing that he put on connected world multiplayer something that's never happened before so I I'm I'm definitely interested to see what it could be hinting at um fantasy and dragons and whatnot I I wanted to touch on the fact that it could be a Game of Thrones game but I'm thinking maybe maybe that wouldn't even be considered a new IP considering they made a telltale game so i don't know if that would count exactly but uh that that's what i would like to see 
from the information that's been given, I, I'm thinking a, a Game of Thrones game would be awesome. Uh, connected multiplayer, different armies and factions, and all over the all over the map and stuff. I think I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as we were talking about before the show, I would be interested to see something like again when I hear talk about like medieval esque and dragons i'm thinking like you know what'd be so cool is having uh a system where it was like uh the lord of the rings like the shadow of war games where you like command your own armies and then you take over like these medieval castles and you also get these dragons to help you capture the castles and just wreak havoc i like to me that'd be pretty cool but um really really interesting uh actually jeff grubb uh, Venture Beats Jeff Grubb also uh, had some information to add, and he stated that it's going to be uh, a behind-the-back Diablo-style game. Uh, how would you feel about that, Devin? Does I, I'm curious to to think, like, does he mean it's going to be a top-down type of game, like a top-down camera type game? Mm, I don't considering think... Diablo. Yeah, I don't think that's so. He said that's behind what... the back not top down. I think he just was saying, hey, if you make it behind the back with, like, everything that Diablo incorporates, like your build. Mm, I think um, that would be insane, like a whole, uh, like, like a gauntlet. Like, anybody ever play one of those? Like, it'd be like a first person, yeah, yeah. first person, or like a third person Diablo or a gauntlet type of game. And like a, a dungeon I, we, crawler. Yeah, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, let's see. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Tim. Go ahead. Um, no, well, I had heard this has been a, a long time rumor, um, but I didn't obviously say anything because it wasn't my place, but uh, I think it was coming from Jez. So Jez has had known this for a while. Uh, what I'll say is um, uh, Xbox Global Publishing looks to be pushing, I believe, three AAAs. Um and uh, this is one of them. And, I, and and as Devin said, could it be like, I think this generation is going to be this generation of big names, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, poss- possibly Games of Thrones, maybe Lord of the Rings. I think that finally video game makers, Sony and Microsoft, or obviously, you know, Sony's seen this with Spider-Man. If you have a big IP, and you put a superhero behind it or uh, a recognizable, uh, you know, blockbuster film type uh, game uh, behind it. You Most likely, if you get everything right and you just make a decent game, you're going to have a hit on your hands. And I think that uh, both Sony and Microsoft are going to be pushing this. So the Games of Thrones stuff or the Lord of the Rings, that, that stuff, it just it makes a lot of sense from what I'm hearing from behind the scenes and um, like I said, I had heard this for a while, so uh, I do think that this is a, a real uh, rumor, and I do think uh, it's going to be a triple A, and, and I think uh, it just goes to what Xbox is doing. They're really loading up internally uh, with their studios, their 35 teams, and this is also a way uh, for them to push out more AAA content, and in addition to that, they have the AAA uh, day one third-party deals that they could push out on Game Pass. Uh, this is why I keep pushing the, the, you know, and hitting the drum that Xbox's generation's coming to play in a in a in, in a huge way 
that I don't even think that Sony is going to match up against. I think that uh, Xbox is looking to do a full court press on the industry, and this is just one of their ways. And to be honest, as gamers or Xbox community people, this is what you want to hear. You want to hear this stuff because, like I said, you have 35 teams internally from Bethesda and Xbox Game Studios supposedly making games. And now you have the Xbox Global Studios that nobody ever really talks about. They don't really make big games. But now even they're making the step and they're going to have uh, this game and other developers uh, that I'm sure you hear about later uh, because I've heard I've heard the rumors, but I'm not going to say them right now um, because it's not my place. And I'm sure that uh, maybe Jez or whoever will push it out soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is awesome stuff, and uh, you know, it, all the stuff that we're hearing. I heard it's the Hitman team too, so that means you're getting pretty much the best developers at IO. And obviously, uh, you know, IO has been somebody who Xbox has been talking to for a long time. I think Xbox even tried acquiring them, um, and they've developed a really good relationship. And this is just, uh, if this rumor comes to be true, is it's just a huge thing for Xbox because now you're firing on all cylinders, and now you're even having third-party, uh, you know, exclusives being made, which is you know huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty uh, big deal. The uh... IO Interactive, the Hitman team, is very talented in itself. They're expanding uh, over... They just uh, opened up a Barcelona studio. Uh, again, not too long ago, only a couple years ago, they separated from Square Enix. And, uh, yeah, Tim, that's right. You know, we had heard that, you know, Xbox was talking to, uh, you know, to them. But, I mean, I, I'm just assuming that they really wanted their independence, at least for a little while, right. anyways. And and not to drop, but that's something. Just think about it. Xbox comes to them and says, "We really want you to, you know, be a part of us." And IO is like, "Well, you know, we have our independence. We really don't want to do that." So then, what does Xbox say next? Well, what about making a game exclusively for us? We'll fund it and be part of Xbox Global Studios. And two years prior, you know, that conversation went, and now here we are, and it's it all adds up. You know what I mean? So. Uh, just the connection and the rumor and everything about it, uh, it just seems like it's it's a go. And I'm usually very, uh, you know, uh, if I hear a rumor, I'm very like, ah, it's not true. But if it all makes sense like this, I believe it's true. And, and you know, with Jez, he's one of the best in the industry. He wouldn't put his name on it and push it out there like he did if he didn't really believe it's true. And he has known this. I mean, for two, three months. I mean, like, it's been known. So, you know, kudos to Jez. He doesn't put anything out there unless, you know, he really believes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he showed the documentation, yeah. I believe. And, uh, yeah, he was sitting on that for a while. So, I mean, good for him for not, uh, you know, like, you know, blowing things, uh, you know, early, right? So, uh, oh, that's cool. Um, I'm surprised, like, uh, he... Because did he go into any like detail, or, or is that just Jeff Grubb that had the other details? Jeff Jeff said, "Now that Jez has pushed it out, I'll say this," and that's when he talked about oh, the okay. Diablo style. Because like he still has that cyclone thing that people were trying to figure out, <laughs> but he said he won't. And also like Matty plays, he was saying like he's not 
they don't want to say anything because they don't want to like I guess spoil like what it is. Um, but I thought that was weird. Like he because he's been hinting at that he's had that cyclone and he's had that like dragon like emoji like in this in his tweets before like teasing it. That's why I thought it was like oh I'm surprised he's even you know saying anything <laughs> of like who's making what. So. Uh, considering that the last post where he had something about uh, Starfield and Halo Infinite, and he had, so the dragon with the question mark, uh, does that mean that the swirly emoticon doesn't relate to this? Yeah, it's something different. It's that's, so that's a, yeah, that's yes, it's exactly. And I, I do not want to mention the the developer, whoever. It's not public news, but you know, it's just good to see how uh, just how thorough Jazz is and how people are, you know, um, you know. And and it's just it's just good to see just how like we're even all here and we're talking about like the emojis and all the stuff. <laughs> how psyched we are for 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 games coming in. Just just the the, the contrast. In generations, like we were talking about freaking voice messages on Xbox Live uh, being <laughs> mm-hmm. a big story, and now we're like, you know, Xbox is so loaded up, and uh, you know, we'll talk about I'll talk about it further on things that I've heard. It's just this is the time for an Xbox fan to really get excited and behind the brand. Mm, absolutely. Uh, Centurion, you've been a little uh, quiet here. Uh, what do you think about all this uh, Project Dragon talk? Is this uh, all this uh, talk from like Jazz and Jeff Grubb? Is this an IP that, uh, from the sounds of things, this fantasy IP? Uh, does that intrigue you at all? Oh, definitely. I'm if you want. I like what IO does. Um, I'm waiting for a Hitman to go down in cost. I've played the first two. I. They have a very unique style of gaming. Um, well, at least when it comes to Hitman, I'm looking forward to any other project they're going to do. And I've been just sitting back listening to you guys because, I mean, you guys have definitely, I'd have no idea what the little Cyclone thing is that Jez put out. Or, I mean, you guys, this is what I'm here for sometimes. I love listening to what you guys talk about when it comes to what these could mean because, I mean, like, let's just talk Shockley alone and himself has a background in games. I know nothing about because I missed that whole generation of gaming. So when somebody's talking about what it could be, what it couldn't be, I'm always listening in. And all I can say is I'm excited for whatever is going to be pumped out. Cause I mean, who doesn't want to play a fantasy oriented RPG? Mm-hmm. Right now I'll pose this uh, question to you first. Um, now, we know Fable's coming, Avowed from Obsidian, Elder Scrolls Six, and so on. Um, damn, we, we got a lot of RPGs on the way, don't we? A lot of fantasy RPGs. <laughs> right, and that's where, you know, that's where somebody, you know, not to be mean, but all these devs better be on top of their game. And I mean, like, we can't have any cyberpunk BS where the game comes out broken or, I mean, like, these devs got to kind of realize that there's going to be a lot of competition in the water, and if they want their product to shine out from the rest, they better have something kind of going on. I mean, we're all we're all excited for Fable, but let's 
be for real. Fable hasn't been around for a long time, but we're all excited that Fable is being handled by a developer that we're all wanting to see what they can do with it. Um, same with Avowed. Avowed is being done by Obsidian, um, almost like, you know, let's just say if we were going to have a conversation of who's helped bring RPGs into being RPGs, Obsidian would definitely be in that conversation. And now, obviously, we have IO over here wanting to do it again, wanting to do their own. So, dude, golden age of gaming, we're going to be in for a fun ride. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Uh, I mean, this is so early on. I mean, can you picture this releasing? Oh, I don't know. This this has to be at least like two or three years away, I would think. Do you think uh, we might hear, maybe see a trailer? Uh yeah, in the next coming months. God, <laughs> right? That, right. Uh, if we see it a trailer, like we're gonna rough. talk something on like yeah. the, what the initiative, what the initiative did for Perfect Dark. You know, just like, hey, we're all here making a great game. Um, this is the premise. Pretty I think much, you're gonna it. see it. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying that was. I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of what the initiative did. What were you saying? Um, I think what they're probably going to do, and given what they've done up to this point with showing those teases, um, like Perf Perfect Dark Fable, Hellblade, um, I think they're probably just going to start doing it that way. Of like, okay, here's the tease of what it is. Um, like, if they can show, at least if it's a an established like IP, um, like for Fable, for example, I think you'll you'll probably because Fable's been in development. We've heard about that being developed back in like what was it 20 at least 2018 um yeah, like people, people early before they even announced that they bought playground we heard that they were making a fable they were right. you know there was talks of that so i think you're going to probably see hellblade we probably my if i had to guess we're probably going to see at least some snippet i would think of gameplay of of hellblade possibly this year at some point um and then probably fable and um Perfect Dark's what I guess been three years in development, so maybe you, you could get a slight kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn, where they at least showed you know it kind of in action, even though it wasn't gameplay. Um, so you're probably going to see those first, and this IO game's probably further off because they probably just mm -hmm. signed these deals. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been in the works for the past like six months or whatever, and now we're hearing about it, but it's probably mm -hmm. relatively new, so it's probably going to be a few years into the generation. When you'll see this game, probably. Right. No, I mean, it's just interesting that, again, a few years ago, like, we, you know, some people would think we'd be nuts talking about all these different, like, games coming from Xbox uh, Studios. And, you know, you know, first party, right? And it's just, again, that just t tells you, like, where they're going. And there's all this excitement being generated. I mean... I haven't seen the the base be this excited in a long time. Again, we I just li lifted listed off just fantasy RPGs alone. Again, Fable, Avowed, uh, Elder Scrolls Six, and so on. Like there's those are you know the big ones, and then there's going to be smaller ones. Fallout, Fallout as well. Um, Outer Worlds, <laughs> Outer Worlds, forget it. Not to mention. Well, I've been, I, I, 
Go ahead. Oh, no, just not to mention even the in-exile stuff, like Wasteland, yeah. and they're working on, uh, what's his, what was it, uh, Brian Fargo, I believe it was, he was teasing something the other day as well, uh, about something really early in development, and he's mm -hmm. really excited. So, again, who would have thought that we would be having this conversation at this point? So, I'm just excited. Uh, Tim, go ahead, you were saying? No, no, it's just awesome stuff, you know, what we're talking about. One thing I did here, and I think that people should take into consideration listening, and this is uh, pretty accurate stuff, so consider the source, that people working from home and the developmental nature that they're doing right now because the coronavirus is 50 to 75% of what they get when the people are in office 100% of the time. So basically, you're getting half of the work production that you would. So as we talk in years, like uh, four years here, four years there, the year of 2019 uh, or 2000, uh, 2000, 2020 and 2021 per se basically is one year of development as opposed to two, uh, if, you, if you look at it in a roundabout way because of uh, the stoppages of certain things like mocap, uh, you know, the things, uh, they just, you don't, you don't get the efficiency of what you get, uh, in a development, developmental nature for video games that you would have the people at the, uh, you know, that, that, that come to work and work in the same, you know, in the same building. Um, that was given to me by some people that definitely would know that type of information, definitely that are privy to, to studies that have been done. So um, what I would say is that, yeah, there's a lot of optimism all around the industry, but don't be surprised this year. Uh, Halo's going to make it, but just even for third party and whatever with dates that if there might be some pushbacks that might really, you know, never would have happened in the future, whether it be Call of Duty getting pushed out of the holiday or something of that nature, that stuff might happen because of just exactly what I talked about. Um, the coronavirus and the uh, pandemic really took a, a lot out of the industry. And I know as gamers, we're, you know, we're, we want it and we want it now. But you have to consider that. Uh, definitely has affected Xbox, has affected Sony, and uh, it's affected the, the industry. But I do think that you'll start to see some of that stuff with the timing uh, rear its ugly uh, face um, this holiday. I do think that we might get a third party that gets, uh, you know, pushed out and possibly an Xbox game. From what I heard, Starfield and Xbox Halo uh, Infinite, they want those to really hit this year. And then Forza Horizon 5 is rumored, um, but uh, we'll see about Jeff that. Jeff in uh, Mexico. Yeah. He confirmed it. Right, and so if they get those three games, we'll consider it a blessing, and we're really going to have an unbelievable holiday. But like I said to people listening in this panel, just know what I said uh, is is very real, and um, you know it, it, this the coronavirus. Uh, uh, you know, it's been a, a horrible thing in general, but just even for like game production and stuff like that, it's hit, hit the industry pretty hard. Mm -hmm. uh tim a uh, question uh is is that um kind of on the tail end 
a bit, or are are people not going back to uh, in-house work? Um, I'm, I'll tell you this much: that it's probably you know just in general. In general, I think people really want to get back to normal, mm-hmm. um, and we might be close there. But it depends on each individual. Uh, you know, whether it's Microsoft or whether it's Ubisoft, it depends on their protocols. Like for right. Microsoft, I believe that they. Is it like situational? Yeah, it's situational. I, I believe Microsoft is still working. Uh, I believe their studios are still working from home. But I'm not, I can't, don't quote me on that. I think that, that when this all happened, they put, you know, they, there's going to come a, a time where everyone's going to come back to work and they're working together. I just don't know if it's going to happen this physical year. Um, but as we get closer and closer, I mean, just in general, I could speak of where I am. You could start to see that really things are really starting to get back to normal. They're saying like in New York, July 1st, everything is back to normal. So if that's the case and studios are back in full rearing, that's a very good thing. But again, it depends on the company's protocols and what they think is safe what the CDC recommends at that time. Um, but, yeah, if, like, say, all the Xbox studios and and they're all full back to working in 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 uh, July, that'd be huge. Right. But yeah, I, that would definitely be, be right. awesome. But just know that, think about that, the efficiency of the worker supposedly is 50 to 75% of that of if they were actually working so they're they're taking hits already and that makes sense if right. you're working from home you just you're not gonna you, you know you can just take a nap uh, when you feel like you have a headache <laughs> you can't do that at yeah work. yeah that's the thing right um let's see oh we got a five dollar uh, super chat here from phantom kraken oh another uh, weebly green uh, crew member here uh Join in the chat. Thank you very much, brother. He asks, what are the chances of another studio acquisition for Xbox on E3? Good to see you, Devin, my WBG brother. Uh, let's see. I don't know, guys. What do you think about this? Another studio acquisition. I mean, uh, they already made a big purchase, uh, what, six months ago with regards to uh, Bethesda and Zenimax. I don't know. Do you guys think uh, they're going to be stopping for a little while, or uh, do you think they're still on the hunt? I um, There were rumors uh, a while ago saying that uh, the Bethesda purchase was just the beginning. There, there was some people talking about how there was a... Xbox was shopping uh, in talks with another publisher, perhaps. Maybe I, I'm I'm not exactly sure how accurate it was, but something along the lines of like that type of a purchase, a big purchase. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't my, heard much after that. Yeah, my understanding was that the talk around uh, Paradox, Paradox Interactive, was uh, semi-serious. Yeah. But uh, as far yeah. as it's going now, I don't know. Well, let's be real here. Um, Microsoft this generation is hitting on all cylinders. Game Pass is definitely over the top effort. Um, buying the Zenimax deal was also uh, first party 
um, situation, which you know we all we all knew they needed more first party studios and working with these devs and bringing these exclusive titles. This is not the first time we heard about them talking to other developers, making something exclusive for them. Um, Iron Galaxy did that with Killer Instinct, mm -hmm. which is, is is a ten million seller, ten million, one of the biggest games on the market that nobody ever talks about having numbers. You know, they 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 they're hitting they're hitting grand slams left and right. Um, bringing first party games, bringing third party games, day and date and Game Pass. Um, this generation has been nothing but like a plus for them. So I don't see anything yeah. changing from that. Their momentum is just is it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and also, mm -hmm. no, you're right. And also, you, you have to keep in mind too, like I was saying with Paradox Interactive, that supposedly they're interested. Uh, keep in mind that they want to expand, but not just like the console side, but the PC side too. So mm -hmm. they're gonna, you know, they're they're. I would say they're definitely in talks with uh, with studios, either big studios or uh, publishers, with uh, a lot of different PC uh franchises pc centric franchises that uh, would be very strong a very strong uh, draw to their online store their uh, the xbox storefront on pc so mm -hmm. again like there's a couple of different angles you could work out here too right so there's that um otherwise i mean they're, they're talking to everybody i mean we've even heard talks about uh, you know there was a, a few months back developers in japan that didn't want to be named saying that yeah, Xbox is seriously looking in Japan for developers, for talent there. So, you know, either big or small. But, I mean, it, when you look at the uh, ZeniMax purchase, anything is possible at this point, and I keep saying that. So Yeah. Well, one of the things that I talked about it on Twitter, uh, if they do get another developer or a publisher, they're going to have to probably reorganization um, Xbox Game Studios and how it's pushed out because... Uh, I, I do believe right now uh, Booty's overextended with the 15 studios. Um, I think <clears> that uh, what he, he he the task that he has is a little much for him, and uh, it probably in their best interest uh, if and when they get a publisher or uh, uh, you know a developer that they kind of either uh, Bethesda absorbs maybe Obsidian and in exile and. Uh, another studio uh, to kind of lighten the load for Booty, um, or they just, you know, it, you know, as it is, Xbox Game Studios is Xbox Game Studios, and Bethesda is Bethesda. Uh, that was part of the deal, so um, they kind of have to figure out a way to kind of. I don't know if they can make it all encompassing one, or if this is always going to be the way it is because of. Uh, the way they kind of agreed upon the way it was going to work, that Bethesda stay as its own entity. Uh, so, but I do think that they need a little work there on the Xbox Game Studios, maybe even hire another uh, person that can help maybe Booty or lighten the load. Uh, because, um, you know, it, just think about that. 15 studios to decide on a budget to, to oversee them. That's a lot. They're all over the country. They're all over the, the, the globe. Uh, you know, that's just, I just think that that's a little bit too much to put on somebody. And um, when you have the likes of Peter Hines with Bethesda, uh, I do think that they have some talent there that they can utilize. Like I said, maybe Bethesda can reabsorb uh, some of these studios. Um, or they could just bring in another, you know, uh, another guy and then just have a, another part of 
Xbox Game Studios West or however you want to, you know, push it. But uh, that's why I do believe that they're looking to at publishers because they look at what Bethesda did and how well it went. You just say, hey, uh, as uh, Invader said, they're looking at the PC space too. Uh, let's say Paradox, for example, if they get them, okay, we'll, we'll do that. You'll be, you'll still be Paradox. You'll be used as the way you've been running things, and um, you know we'll take it from there, and we'll we'll incorporate you somehow uh, into Xbox Game Studios, or we'll just you know figure out a way to, to to handle that, to describe that to the public, and and have that as uh, you know an organization. Uh, the reason why I do believe uh, PC is is a focus is simply because of what I've heard. The biggest gain of growth easily is the PC on Game Pass. Um, most of it's on console. PC's still doing well, but if you really want to blow it up, if you get PC, yeah. Game Pass, uh, and you get the, those people signed on uh, as readily as they're doing with the console, you're that much bigger and you're that much stronger. And So that's why I do believe uh, some of that stuff. But I, I don't, from what I've heard, and we'll talk about this, uh, on a later subject, mm-hmm. they're still investing. So investing is is the key word, uh, you know. And what what that is uh, and how it goes about is 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 going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what, Tim? I think on that note, and uh, gentlemen of the panel, I think we're we'll transition on to some other news that you were just hinting at, Tim, and. Honestly, it looks like Xbox, it's just, you know, they're absolutely crushing it in terms of revenue at this point of time. I mean, their trajectory has just been going up and up and up. It's, it's been insane. They're, uh, like, they've been posting, again, every now and then they post these uh, quarterly revenue earnings. And according to uh, the latest earnings report, the gaming revenue, like, shot up a whopping... 50% year over year at 3.53 billion <laughs> like massive massive earnings there uh content and revenue rose 34% and hardware was up massively and I'm not even making this number up guys 232% year over year 232 that's that's insane and again this is just some really impressive growth to say the least uh like Tim, I we look at these numbers and they just jump out at you by how much growth is going on here in the Xbox division. Like, what do you think is playing a big role here in these massive spikes? I mean, could it be Game Pass, like you were saying? Oh yeah, it's definitely Game Pass. It's definitely uh, hardware is sold out. They uh, they cannot make enough chips to supply the demand. Um, you know, uh, the pandemic. Uh, you'll see next quarter is going to probably there'll be it's next quarter to go year over year. Uh, you'll see a lot of leveling off. They they expect that because that quarter last year with coronavirus is a huge quarter. So you know you're looking now of a year straight of huge numbers, and uh, this was uh, pre-pandemic uh, year over year. So that's why you saw such huge numbers like two two hundred and thirty two percent and all these numbers in the revenue growth. Um, but yeah, Xbox is just freaking. You know, they're 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 at the point where 
um, they're, they're making sixteen billion now over 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 a year. Uh, you know, not too long ago, Sony was making eighteen billion, and that was big. Obviously, Sony went up; they're around twenty-two now. Mm-hmm, yeah. But you know, uh, you know, Xbox is really starting to push, and to think that <laughs> they we that they haven't freaking even released Halo or any of their big games for two years. People say six hundred days, this and that. While uh, all that's true, uh, you do point out that you know their heavy hitters are now. Uh, you know, if they if they release a Halo Infinite uh, and Starfield next this year, you're just going to see a, a abnormal numbers, like crazy numbers. But yeah, I had asked somebody from Xbox. I said, you know, I, I gather what you you know from the from the talking from Amy Hood and Satya that you guys are confident. And the reply I got was, we're very confident. So what that tells me is is that, uh, you know, you just the investment part, like I just said, they're looking to spend money, and you know whether it's through Xbox Global Studios or whether it's through buying up possibly you know uh, IPs, so you could have Kojima work on them, uh, whatever the, the the you know whatever your mind can think of or, you know, imagine is probably what's going through Xbox and said, as we speak, they're looking to spend money. They're looking to invest. Uh, they wanted to buy Discord. They put $12, million, $12 billion purchase out there or, or, or an offer out there, which, I, I listen, I have to agree with Discord. You, you look at that and you understand where they're at. They, if they go public, they'll probably make a ton more money um so uh so 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 the the fact of the matter is is that um yeah this is uh this is going to be very interesting and these type of reports and these type of things when you have hood and satya you know pushing the numbers and they didn't give game pass numbers out but i've heard that they will give game pass numbers out when they hit milestones um you know, when you see them with their, their type of, uh, you know, excitement and like I was joking around with somebody from Xbox, you know, when they have their quarterly addresses, uh, you might get to a time where Xbox is the leading talk or one of the, you know, behind cloud, one of the highlights. It used to be they talked about Xbox for five minutes. Now it's been 10 minutes. Now it's 20 minutes. Now, you know, more and more there, it's becoming a focal point of Microsoft. And, uh, yeah, I think there's just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, aggression and they're looking to push, to push and spend. It's, uh, they don't want to recklessly spend, but they're looking to spend. So, uh, Keep an eye out, and this is just really good stuff from that mm-hmm. quarterly review. I could see like more triple A's, third parties going into Game Pass Day One. I could see, you know, just think of all the stuff that you could spend money on the video games, and they're thinking about it right now as well.
Is anybody else here? Oh, no, yeah. we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, did we lose Invader again? I didn't want to ask, but somebody. <laughs> Please tell me Invader, Invader <laughs> you're here, right? I'm here. No, I'm here. Okay, because yeah, if Invader's not here, that means the show crashed. No, no, no. No, I'm just going to say, guys, that actually, yeah, my mic was uh, muted by accident. I always do that. But uh, no, I'm just going to say, guys, that, again, you think about it like this, too. Uh, they're going to be going for all kinds of uh, big Game Pass uh, inclusions, such as you look at there were a lot of rumblings uh past few days about battlefield 6 possibly going in the service and i mean that would be that would be a huge draw to game pass and to xbox the xbox ecosystem overall and to the xbox consoles um like can you imagine the amount uh like just uh people like just trying to get on game pass just for that game alone it'd be huge it'd be massive like uh <laughs> And then who knows what else they have in store, too. I know that uh, there was some supposed uh, leaked documents earlier earlier uh, today, too, talking about some games. Uh, what was it about Stalker 3 possibly, possibly being a three-month exclusive to the system, if I'm not mistaken? seen that. It was on Reddit. Uh, Stalker 2 apparently only three months exclusive but it, i'm thinking like they they just posted about how there's no plans on it to to be on another console well to be I on think the it's ps5 kinda like a final fantasy 7 remake hey it says on the box uh you know a year basically year exclusivity it gives you the date um but it's been past that already, and we're not even we still have never even heard anything about the PC version. They have not said anything, not even Xbox, but not even the PC. So you know, it doesn't mean it's gonna drop immediately three months later anywhere else. And the first one was never on console. So if anything, they're probably the whole reason he signed the deal with uh, Game Pass because the, there was talks about that of like, you know why he did it or. It's probably because hey, it was it's this thing game has been in development for like a decade. He's been making it through this whole past like since like twenty ten or twenty eleven for PC. So it's been a long time coming. There probably wasn't gonna be a console version, but now it's Microsoft stepping in, hey, how about you bring it to console? Kind of like they did with Final or uh, Fantasy Star. Hey, it wasn't in the West. Here, let's we'll try to help you with that development. You know, get it on console. Or like Fantasy Star, get it in the West, and then mm -hmm. now it might Fantasy Star might go to eventually, you know, PS4 in the West. It was already there in the, you know, Japan, but uh, not in the Western country. So it's probably going to be something like that, where it's eventually it's going to, you know, as right now, probably three months, and there can't be any talk. So it doesn't mean, you know, drop immediately, but. Probably that's when he can say, hey, now I'm going to be making, it's in the works, and then it's coming out later. And then, so it might be a ways down the line still, so. Just thinking, like, uh, that may, that reminded me of uh, Crossfire X, how I know uh, the original Crossfire game is a huge game on PC in a whole nother part of the country. Like, uh, it's, it's not popular in... In our region, you know, um, over here in the West. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like and, uh, Korea or something. Xbox, Xbox is uh, making making another iteration of, of that game, like a new a new 
game for that series. So I I, I think that's huge because that that's like the number one game where where it is popular, like the number one multiplayer game shooter. That one's interesting because it did say console launch exclusive, which mm-hmm. meaning that okay, is it going somewhere else? The only publisher of that game is Microsoft. Like Smilegate partnered with Microsoft, and Microsoft seeked out Remedy right. to make the single player game or a single player portion of the game for the campaign. So it's like that, that's why I don't think it's coming going to eventually come to other consoles, but. I guess there's a possibility just on their console launch exclusive wording, and it's not going into Game Pass day one. Um, just the multiplayer, because that's free to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that's interesting, so, too, because we haven't we haven't heard a lot about, uh, or anything about Crossfire X in a long, long time. And it was time. supposed to drop last right. December, before it got delayed. Right. Well, I mean, I would imagine that we, you know, they've been quiet for so long. I would imagine we were, we would hear something well pretty soon now. I mean, we're coming into, you know, we're already in May second right now, and you know, June's not too far off. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would imagine we'd be hearing uh, some stuff from Xbox quite, you know, sometime soon. Hopefully, we uh, we get a release date for that. Uh, obviously, the uh, you know COVID has delayed a lot of things, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As as far as Stalker, uh, take this with a grain of salt. There's no way that game is coming three months after uh, it, it arrives on Xbox. Uh, it takes at least six months to port, um, and they're a very uh, deliberate studio. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a year exclusive or uh, just an exclusive, depending on how well it it goes. Um, overall, and and if I could see Xbox making a bid on them, if the game does well, mm-hmm. what was that document anyway? Was that just something like internal, or is that it was a leak, like an ad? Kind of like a leak. Like they say, the gunk is a full exclusive. I thought that was yeah, pretty interesting. I was just trying to figure out was that for? I don't think that was for the consumer. The way it kind of looked, as far as like no, it was an internal document because that's not something you would just say like, "Hey, it's a lifetime exclusive." Like, right? Yeah, it looked like it was probably an internal confidential okay. thing that I mean, was leaked. Sometimes we got to be careful with the way these companies use the word exclusive because remember the whole debacle with PUBG. Mm. People went on for months whether it was going to PS4 and instead of Microsoft or the publisher saying, listen, we're giving y'all a year exclusive. It's going to be on this platform. They kept talking around, talking around the situation when they was asked direct questions, will it be on PlayStation 4? And, you know, nobody gave an answer. So, you know, we have to, we have to pump our brakes a little bit and say, you know what? We don't know where this thing is going. Now, when you know, like, like okay, Microsoft helped Bluehole put PUBG on console. That's a fact. Now on PlayStation, who helped them put it over there after that year exclusivity? You know what I'm saying? But you know these companies need to come out. You know PlayStation don't hold a tongue. We got this game as a time exclusive. Yakuza Like a Dragon for Xbox Series X and S was a time exclusive. PlayStation getting it in March. But sometimes these developers, they act like they want to pull the shield over your eyes and don't want to say exactly what it is. Come clean with your um, gaming community. Tell them, listen, 
It's going to be on this platform for six months. It's going to be on this platform for three months. You know, Call of Duty's done it. We're giving this content to PlayStation for three months. Destiny's done it. I, I'd rather the straight up talk than we sitting here trying to figure out what's going to happen. You know, was what I'm it saying? PUBG more because it was Sony wasn't doing early access games? I I, I don't know why it was with PUBG, but I'm talking about they was interviewed from IGN. All the big mainstream yeah. people asked a straight question: Is this going to PlayStation? Well, it's exclusive to Xbox, and you know. And they would never give a straight answer. And the gaming community is going back and forth like, is it exclusive? Is it not? Or will we get it? Will they get it? You know, just answer the damn question. Yeah, that's why I think it was. It was that Sony still didn't have an early access program. And they um, still that's don't. Why right. didn't see, that's why you didn't see We Happy Few on it and when right. it was early access until it was finished. And then PUBG... I think that's Actually, why Blue Hole went with them. That's why you're not seeing second extinction on there right now. But even, yeah. okay, look, use it like a dragon. I think they haven't. That's a full game. They didn't get that. Um, we supposed to get Godfall. We supposed to get um, Final Fantasy VII Remake in April. We in mm -hmm. May. Mm -hmm. so yeah, let's, saying, in, unless they pay for that. Straight yeah. up, you know, forget the the console manufacturer. The the company, the, the these developers need to say, we made a deal. Y'all not getting Marvel's Avengers for six months. Say something. Yeah. You well, know, I think I, I, I agree with you. Deals before too. Right. Like but they sometimes did Destiny. We thought we were getting it. Oh, we're getting it this year. No, they extend another year, so we have to right. wait. Again. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. And that's what happens is that while what you say is correct, a lot of the times there's money thrown around to say, "Hey, you know, don't say anything." You know, it's like. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. then we're all figuring out. Lead the fifth. You know, and we're and everybody's reading their articles on their statements, and they're and, and we're dissecting it, trying to get something out of what they're saying, and then not answering anything. Like you know, I well, really thought the only the only one that I've seen ever botch that was the Tomb Raider uh, fiasco for Xbox. Mm. So many people put so much pressure on them, and then one day they're just like. Oh, yeah, it's going to go to Sony, too. It's coming to Windows and, you know, all this bull crap. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Sony, for whatever reason, they, 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 they shore it up better where you just don't know. And then with Xbox, it's just like it's kind of known. Like, it's, oh, right, yeah. Like, the, the, like Dead Rising. Um, right. Dead Rising 4. They said, we got a year exclusive. Boom. Yep. Okay, that's done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just tell the community what it is. That's all. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll be looking like this is some BS. <laughs> like, <laughs> just say what it is. You got to check to keep it off another console. Take that upfront money. I'm not mad at you, but tell your community. You know, like we're supposed to have Final Fantasy VII. They don't even talk about that. So yeah, now, I, don't, I don't know if Xbox is going to ever get it. That's, <laughs> you know that's so saying? weird that they only got two and four of Dead Rising franchise on. PlayStation, right. they never got one or three. All three, right. <laughs> so it's weird. crazy. It's weird, man. But Yeah, it's a very weird franchise just for that alone, just because, like, Dead Rising 3, like, you knew that, like, without Microsoft's help, it, they would not be funded. But then it's like, four, oh, yeah, okay, we got exclusivity, but only for a year. So, I don't know. You just, right. <laughs> I don't know if they really care about the franchise all that much. But it's, I mean, Dead Rising is really associated with Xbox. So, take that for what you will. Yes, it is. 
Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, just to sum it all up, I mean, you know, Xbox is doing really well, and I think that there's a lot of uh, good energy right now behind the brand and just where it's going. So, you know, just good to see all this and uh, even just talking about some of these games, too. Um, let's move on to another topic. And a few days ago, we saw PlayStation release a first party title with Returnal. It's a uh, sci-fi rogue light game that's been getting a lot of talk the past few days. Uh, been seeing some good things, uh, some frustrations to say the least, and so on. Uh, Shockley, buddy, I know you bought the game and you've spent some time with it. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I was really that last last summer when they first showed off like their slew of games. That was probably the one out of the PlayStation ones that the uh, kind of intrigued me the most. Um, even though what we think of like Prometheus, the movie, it's uh, the setting, the kind of a lot of that uh, aesthetic was really kind of cool. Um, so that kind of harkened to some of that, some of the uh, Metroid vibes. If you playing it, definitely you get a lot of like, it feels like what Metroid prime would be. Had they ever like evolved into a more like mature like say a third person franchise um but exploring it and going through the doors it feels uh, a lot like if you've played a metroid prime game before um i think it i think jeff grubb's um review was kind of fair in that um i haven't played i bought hades i haven't played it yet um but i guess the (coughs) criticism was that it should still be like fun and i think i'm getting to that portion because that first the first part before you're like you're getting up figuring out the game getting to the boss dying losing everything going all the way back that part's frustrating and you feel like your your time's just been wasted <laughs> so it's definitely you have to be just knowing what you're getting yourself into best way to look at it is like treat it like an arcade game you're playing like you know games back in the day like pac-man or something or you know the thing is going to get reset at the end of it you might get really far but that's if you treat it more of like an arcade style game i think you'll be you'll, you'll have a better mindset going in um but man i think i luckily i had a gift card so easy decision for me to pick it up mm-hmm. um but man with resident evil 8 dropping a week later this might have, they should have probably released this like a month ago when Outriders yeah. dropped. Because um, I agree. Yeah, you got Resident Evil Eight dropping this week, six uh, ten dollars cheaper. Plus, you get an extra six thousand Microsoft points if you get it digital. So it's basically like six bucks. Um, I don't know. That just <laughs> well, right Christopher... now it doesn't feel like a seventy dollar game. But luckily, mm-hmm. I didn't pay that for. It, but it, it is really cool. Um, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people. We'll dig it, and I think I'm starting to get there. But yeah, you just well, gotta know what you're getting yourself into. All but right. there's been this... a lot of bugs. I saw Rand; he beat it before anybody. Wow, well, Rand's a different two hours of his gameplay because the system crashed. I don't. It's white. It's pretty widespread because I see so many people posting it. Big Sony guys posting it. Hey, my system crashed after two hours, or I'm locked in this room. The doors won't mm. open. Like that's. I think it. It wasn't in any of the reviews from what I saw, no. but I think that might be like a widespread because I think it's the firmware. I think there was a firmware update for the Sony console. And yeah. since then, it's just because people were saying, don't use the DLC suits. 
it's not that it's happened to people without those suits um <laughs> yeah so I, either either I, hopefully it's a firmware issue because if it was a game issue there's so many different issues of like this enemy's in the wall i can't shoot him or i, I can shoot him but i can't see him or mm-hmm. i can't get out of this room or hey i got this build i spent two hours oh and the system crashed and everything's gone because it doesn't save <laughs> so oh, I, I i think that if you look at it um it's probably not the game. It's probably like like uh, they're saying tied to the system, a firmware update. But what I wanted to talk about was, listen, I've been a little critical of Returnal. I've had arguments. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's a very good game. I do think you can question it for being AAA and being seventy dollars. Uh, I do think that. Uh, you know, it wasn't marketed AAA. Um, if you look at the sales, the sales are looking a little low. Christopher Dring reported that uh, even though now physical is hard to go by, but it's lower than they expected, even though we know what the deal is. Uh, if you look at Amazon right now, it's uh, 22 Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 17 yesterday. You could still buy it. Some people said it's sold out, but right now you can buy it. It's 22 on the list of top 100. Usually, you know, Sony games are pegged at one for weeks after. So I don't think this is going to sell that great. Uh, otherwise, I think it is a good game. Um, but I do think that uh, Sony guys are trying to push it as a big AAA and, and to make fun of Xbox. Uh, is a little disingenuous because if this was the other way around and this was an Xbox game, you know that they would not be recognizing it as what they're trying to push it as now. So they that's the, murdered it. Yeah, that's the problem I have. Right. Uh, you know, I, I just kind of find that, and uh, I might I might sound petty on on Twitter about it, but I do I do find uh, them being disingenuous about it. I do think that. Um, that it doesn't, you know, like you could question that the seventy dollar thing is a big problem for Sony, not when it comes to The Last of Us, but when it comes to games like this, or if they're gonna have like uh, they they fix the pricing on Destruction All Stars, hmm. um, but like if you're gonna have those games, and then you have your competitor, you know, having Game Pass day one, uh, you know. You could you could call that out, but uh, overall, I think that the studio deserves credit. They did a great job. They got a really high Metacritic score, and all that stuff is great. But I just like some of the stuff that I've argued was more or less because I feel like there's a double standard. Like hmm. if you're gonna say that this is AAA and it's and it's awesome, well then what about Wasteland Three or what about Gears Tactics? You guys mm-hmm. acted like that with yeah. those games couldn't even mm-hmm. be considered. So it's like can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and it, honestly, Tim, too, you look at the marketing behind the game. It didn't seem like they were that confident about it because I've seen way more for Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart, and that comes oh, out. Yeah. You know, that comes of out. In, uh, well, just a June eleventh from now. June eleventh. That's that's a triple A. I would that's say. That's a triple A. You can see yeah. the difference between oh, no. Ratchet and this, as far as like that looks like a seventy dollar game. Totally, mm-hmm. that's gonna fly off the shelves, no problem. Whereas this, it's like. Are you saying your your ten dollars worth more than what Resident Evil Eight's gonna give us? Like, mm-hmm. 
because this mm-hmm. procedural thing, it's it, it's cool that it mixes it up, but you're going through the same level quite a few times because you lose everything. So if you take, hey, I think I, you could probably beat the boss the first the first boss without going into these other rooms and taking a risk at like, hey, I need this because there's some other rooms in there before the boss that mm-hmm. are actually more difficult in my opinion than mm-hmm. what the boss was for me to be like i beat the boss i didn't beat those other rooms which i could have got more rewards and there's some risk involved so it's not like sakiro you know like it's all about your timing and you're getting better because you're fighting that area and over learning and over. <laughs> but in this one everything just gets wiped and there's a lot of rng involved so now hey i got a good roll this time and i died oh i got a cheap death here or i grab this thing that gives me a bad malfunction that i you know risk shit you know it it, it, you just got to be ready for that because in some aspects you're not going to feel like it's respecting your time and for 70 dollars, there's going to be a lot of casuals that are just going to drop this game like a bad habit but i mean if you can stick with it if you like the setting if you like like metroid you know prime in a sense it's gonna it's gonna harken a lot of those feelings back so you're gonna be in it and like once you beat that first boss, I think that's when you're going to get, you know, the feeling of, got it. Now I understand mm-hmm. what I need to do going into a new area. Now I get how to actually play the game. That's that's the hard part, just getting past that initial threshold of, like, how do you attack, you know, yeah. this this game as a whole? What do you do? Because there's not, it doesn't really hold your hand. You just start figuring stuff out of, like, hey, I should probably do this area. This worked, you know? Well, I got something to say on this. I put in about 20 hours into this game, right? Maybe No, I'll yeah. say about 17, maybe 18. Oh, wow. Um, If you don't like Dark Souls, you don't like the challenge, this game is not for you. When they say a game is like roguelike, right? Mm-hmm. And it's there to challenge you. Demon Souls, you die. You start from the beginning of the level when you die. Same situation. We can't get out here and 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 crap on something because it's like it's it's too hard for casuals. Dark Souls, Demon Souls are not for casuals. Bloodborne, it's not for casuals. They can't handle it. We got dudes playing games who's begging developers to put an easy mode in there. Mm-hmm. So you can't take away from what this game brings. It's not a triple A game. It's definitely double A. The quality, the art style, the story, the way they go about it. Um, you you have to put the time into a game. But since when is that a negative? I see a lot of people banging on this game, talking crazy for their console war BS, right? And the game is solid. It doesn't matter what you're saying. It's a good game. Um, if you don't like Demon's Souls and getting killed a thousand times, you shouldn't be playing no game in that type of genre. It's just part of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, they also made Resogun and Ex Machina, which is a great shooters. Can't say this game don't got a lot of action. It plays like Recall. That's what it plays like. Has a Gears Reload type um, feature in it. Um, it's taken a lot from other games, but the game is fast-paced action. Now, with my PS5, I haven't experienced those crashes but Call of Duty crashes my goddamn Series X, too. It's not my Series X. It's Activision in 500 patches every week. Mm, yeah. Turns my system completely off. But of course they're not going to say in the review, oh, 
it's crashing. You don't know what's crashing the game. You don't know what's crashing your system. But it happens. How many of us had our Xboxes where you hear that? You know what that is, right? That's a hard drive error. Resets to the dashboard or turns your system off. The game is a pretty solid game. It's not no huge budget game. It's not Sony backed 100%. They didn't go out there and advertise the game. But is the game decent? Yes, it is. Many of us saw the reviews on Recall. Recall was dope. But it got it got abused from the market. It didn't even deserve all that abuse. Recall was a good game. It was great platforming. The 4K and that was a update, $20 game, right? Right, right. The update for 4K on the Xbox One X was awesome. They brought in HDR. They did all this stuff for a game that they didn't really invest in. This game is the same style of game. No game has Housemark put out been a AAA game. For the Sony ponies or whatever y'all want to call them that try, oh, this is a AAA game. No, it is not. Is it a good game? This is not a system seller, but it's a good game to add to your library. It's better than that garbage Godfall. Godfall is trash. <laughs> that was just... I, I'm mad I bought it digitally because I immediately would have took that back to the store. Hey, I had I a little bit of fun playing Godfall. I mean, I had a little bit of fun too, but not for the price. Oh, I'll be up front, man. I bought my I bought my copy for forty bucks. I'm gonna put that out there. I bought oh, it. Man. Man. I was like, man, <laughs> this better go straight to Game Pass if it go to Xbox because this is not worth the money. But I would the seventy dollars, seventy six dollars to be exact that I spent for Returnal. I feel way better than Godfall. Way oh, better. Yeah. And I, I, I've, I've seen, and I try not to be biased. I'm a, Xbox is my platform. I love my Xbox. I play everything online on Xbox. If a game come out multiplayer on both, I will never play Call of Duty on PlayStation. That's blasphemy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, being real, I've seen a lot of people talk about this game, and a lot of people's puff and smoke up your behind. That's just what it is. This game is a decent game. And no. None of those roguelike games are for casuals. Not one of them. Sekiro is awesome. Everybody beg for easy mode. That is not the regular people that play that mode. That's just what it is. So that's what I gotta say. I'm mm-hmm. done. I just I think I would wait for a for a discount. Like I'm not saying that the game looks terrible. I think it looks good. Uh, definitely, I, I I like difficulty in games, mm-hmm. honestly. But um, I I just don't want to pay that steep of a price, especially like um, like I I like the way it's set up. Uh, it's unfortunate that people are getting game crashes. I I feel bad for these people. I see people saying like you know, oh, I played three hours and like it crashed while on stream, like while you're live. Yeah. That that's yeah. awful. That's terrible. Uh, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. But I feel like if I paid at a discounted price, I probably wouldn't be as upset. You know what I mean? Look at, look at it two ways, right? I 5,000% agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. But you're a PlayStation person right now. You're starving for a decent title. You ain't got too many options. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my boy was like, Lemmy, you going to buy that? I said, well, I said, well, besides Ratchet and Clank, what we got for the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I, my PlayStation, 
I just matte black. I just matte black. It looks all nice now because I hate the white. Mm-hmm. And I said, I didn't buy this. I didn't spend a thousand dollars in two different days for two different consoles for it to sit there and say, oh, I have it. You want to play it? I definitely agree with that, man. That's that's a great point. Like, <laughs> right, you know, like, what else do I we have? <laughs> I gotta no, grab that. I'm buying ten games on Xbox. I could take seventy dollars and buy it on my PlayStation. What's my next game? Oh, Ratchet and Clank. And after that, who knows? I'm good. That's how I did it. it you know, but everybody don't think like mm-hmm. that. But you know, yeah. I have to just be real. Like the game is is a good game, man. It's fun to play. You know, watch people stream it. I'm pretty sure 99% of the people that watch are going to say, man, that's a lot of action. And it is. It is. And that's what they're known for. Housemark is known for action-based games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think uh, Sony acquires them? They don't have to. They get first-party homeboy favors. <laughs> you know, they're not mm-hmm. locked into Sony. Resogun could have been on Xbox. I had to buy it on PlayStation, which is one of my favorite titles because it reminds me of Defender. Then, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting favors. You know, they, they had a whole article last week praising Sony for giving them the backing, for letting them do they, what they wanted to do with a, with a game. This is their first time out the door not doing a regular shooter. Mm-hmm. They praise Sony. Sony might as well buy them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they're not going nowhere else. It's like with uh, Insomniac. Mm-hmm. You know, Microsoft had to pay big money for... um. Oh, my God. Uh... Uh, Sunset Overdrive? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then Sony still bought them. They, they, they wasn't locked into Sony. Any of those games could have been on Xbox, even though my, even though they published it on a system, but that's just a publishing deal for that system. That don't mean they couldn't bring that game somewhere else. They like, they, they like the people they deal with. It's the same way with Bethesda. Bethesda been dealing with Microsoft since PC. Forget Marrowind. Before Marrowind, you know, they've been dealing with Microsoft. It was inevitable for the ZeniMax deal to hit. They've been partnering forever. Same situation. How last um, generation before last, nobody had Mass Effect on a system. They had to get the reiterations of the game later. Microsoft was locked in with Mass Effect for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same same thing, man. Same thing. Same thing. That's how you got to look at stuff. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the game is all right. Uh, I, I, well, I think, mean, listen, you, you put it very well. You're, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you listen, Xbox guys in general just fair. Um, you know, you giving the game, a, 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 you know, a, a, a good play and you, you, you recommend it. And um, like I said, my problems were just uh, stemming from just how, uh, like, you could perceive that game some way. But then when, you know, you guys try to put down an Xbox game like, like Gears, Gears Tactic. Yeah, or like, or Recall. Gears Tactics is a higher quality game than Returnal by a thousand percent. Those cutscenes so, alone, it's yeah. not even in the same ballpark. Right, like, well, that <laughs> right, but that was like my whole thing, and right. and I don't listen. I I don't want to think that I'm putting down House Marquee because I think they're an excellent developer and uh, they they do a good job. So like uh, you know, I, I think I you know I, I stirred stirred the pot a little last week, but 
you know, I'm going to speak how I feel. You know, when I see a double standard As or I should. see it's stuff that, that you, you, you know, mm-hmm. um, it is what it is. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, Horse Marquis was that game. And listen, I do think the $70 price tag, while I do think it's justified a lot in certain areas, I do think it's an area where, you know, I do think Sony would try to push a game that's not a $70 game and put it in there just because they can. And I'm going to always, you know, point that out. And They you need know, the when, money, though, Tim. Tim I agree. That's why they, they did it. Microsoft could do what they want to do. They bank is like, and this is another thing. You brought up a point earlier about Game Pass and, and, and the production and the way they're handling Xbox in general. Let's not forget, I don't care. The 232% hardware sales is absolutely amazing. The 50% revenue increase for Xbox division is incredible. But let's keep this in perspective. No matter how much Xbox makes, they're not even 1% of what Microsoft makes as a company. Yeah. That's what's crazy. They're doing so great for gaming, it doesn't even make a dent to the rest of the company. That's the lowest revenue division, and it's doing amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People just keep forgetting that. They think like like Sony PlayStation. Sony can't live without PlayStation. They'd be in deep water if PlayStation fell. Microsoft could sell Xbox and still be Microsoft. Yeah, easily. There's a big difference there, man. Big difference. And people forget that. That's why they're able to make these deals and, and, and do what they do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, again, re- Recore, I'm sorry, not Recore, Returnal, I'll keep an eye on it. Well, well they're both they're both you might threes. as well call it Recore. They're, bo- they're both threes, what can I say? <laughs> Returnal, Recore, it's easy to tie them up, but uh, either way, Returnal, I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, like Shock, I, I have some uh, change in my uh, PlayStation 5 wallet, <laughs> but I'm, I think I'm going to keep that for... Uh, for Ratchet and Clank or Rift Apart, because I'm just uh, more excited for that platformer. But either way, I mean, Returnal looks like a very interesting uh, title worthy of your time, guys. Uh, again, if you're into, like, roguelites and that kind of stuff. But uh, anyways, I guys... I say wait for the reviews for Resident Evil, because <laughs> you might want to grab that instead. And then hopefully they patch out these crashes, because that's going to, you know, really... Um, you know, mm-hmm. take people like, hey, I'm, I'm returning this, or I'm selling this to GameStop, because... When those crashes happen, like it, when it happens just in general, when you die, you're like, shit, <laughs> like that just wasted mm-hmm. two hours. But when the game just did it to you and it wasn't you, that's going to, that's going to piss off. And it happens. That, that would send me off. Absolutely. times. That's just going <laughs> to piss you off. Mm-hmm. Totally, buddy. So I would just wait till that's ironed out and then, you know, get a cheaper game and ho- right. hopefully Resident Evil is good. Right. So. About Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> That don't sell systems. That's a game you get when you already have a system. That's not a system selling for them. Mm. It's really not. It's not something you say, oh, I got to have Ratchet and Clank. I'm going to spend $500 to play it. Well, and I'm a Ratchet and Clank fan. That's not one of those games to do that either. God of War is something else. <laughs> but Ratchet and Clank? Mm-mm. Well, I tell you, May, May, even before June, May's got a lot of games at the end of it that I'm just like, damn, I'm gonna have to pick and choose between Bio Mutant or uh, what was it, Necromunda Hired Gun. There's, there's a few games there that I'm just like, damn. Hold off on Bio. A lot. Yeah, yeah. There's again, there's a lot to choose from. May's gonna just May's wait stack. for that one. Just, 
I played it a little bit. Just just hold off and yeah. see what the final game looks like because mm-hmm. I'm waiting to hold see on. what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. It's going to have to be more than what I saw at E3. That's a fact. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. from what I've seen, it looks pretty cool. But I, it looks pretty cool, though. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, on to our fifth and final topic for the night. And uh, Microsoft has decided to change up its uh, longtime model for revenue sharing with its PC game developers. It's currently 70% for the developers and 30% for Xbox. But starting on August 1st, it's changing to 88% for the devs and 20% for Xbox. Again, this is only for the PC. Or sorry, uh, 12, my mistake. And uh, again, this is only for the PC side of things. Uh, There are going to be no changes to Xbox. I actually think they came out with a statement a few hours ago about that as well. Uh, Centurion, I know you've been keeping an eye on this stuff. What do you think about uh, this update that Xbox is doing with its revenue sharing? Well, uh, let's go back to um, what mr Uh, lemon over here stated about how microsoft actually doesn't rely on xbox and its gaming division it doesn't live breathe or die based on their survival and so definitely this is a good move we've already seen how this has done wonders for the epic game store when it has come to competing against steam um and in my opinion i also think this is another um just another kind of nail in the coffin when it comes to the 30% that other other companies charge for their uh, digital marketplaces on PC because we all know that um, everybody always, for some reason, talks about these companies about 30%, 30%. I know they're still making it on the Xbox side, but at least with PC, we have a start. And I this has actually helped uh, Epic Game Store on the PC side um, land some uh, exclusive exclusivity when it comes to where these games can actually be sold on what platforms. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to uh, see uh, exactly what kind of competition this move is going to generate. Mm-hmm. Right. Like... Yeah, and you're absolutely right, too, because uh, actually it's funny with Epic, uh, they've been having that little battle with Apple's uh, App Store, right? Oh, and and that has been a very expensive battle on top of some of the exclusivity deals. I read an article. It came out to like $444 million in 2020 alone. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, they were uh, there's this whole lawsuit going on with Apple. you know, Epic and Apple and uh, Epic's been, uh, well, calling them, uh, calling their practices with uh, their store and uh, how they treat their developers uh, exploitive and a few other words. And uh, just kind of interesting what's going on there. And then you see Microsoft uh, with its store now going to, uh, I guess, yeah, with, with what Epic's doing. And it's like, do you think that's going to attract uh, more developers? Oh, God, yeah. Look at, like, uh, we saw the Borderlands Developer 3, I think, jumped ship as soon as uh, he found out about the whole, they they only take 12% over at Epic. So we're going to see some game deals that are definitely going to make the uh, the Xbox ecosystem even sweeter. This is even going to be something that potentially could finally once maybe get rid of the stigma that surrounds purchasing stuff um, digitally um, from the Xbox store, at least on the PC side. 
from I guess on the PC side, your two big battles right now are Steam and Epic Game Store, and it's going to be real interesting to see if this is going to be what it's going to what Xbox needs to finally kind of make its presence known with its uh, online store, at least on the PC side. Mm-hmm, right. Well, it's interesting you bring up Steam too, because you know, like the Deaky, the the uh, geeky nerd is saying in the chat, uh, they gonna stop dropping games in Steam. I mean, they've been pretty involved with Steam in the past year or so with uh, dropping their uh, titles. Do you think they'll eventually stop that? Um, probably. Microsoft has really found its uh its niche in uh cr- crafting its ecosystem. We all know what Nintendo has to offer. If you go into their ecosystem, we all know what PlayStation has to offer. Uh, with Xbox, um, there's always been this. Um, I don't even like using the term of uncertainty, but you've always kind of wondered where their niche really is. And I feel like they have really found it now. And so now that they have like their goals in my, like their, their eyes are definitely on the ball and they have a goal in mind. And I'm really sure at this point they know where they want to compete and how they want to compete and regretfully who they want to work with and who they don't want to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, if we look at the like, if we you go read the articles, it's actually really interesting. Even though Epic and a- Apple, even though Epic has been suing Apple, as a matter of fact, it's kind of funny. Epic has been using uh, Microsoft, I think, as like a consultant, or maybe even on the government side, because there's been even some uh, some antitrust stuff looked into the Apple Store, and so some of the uh, the government entities even used Microsoft as a consultant because of Microsoft's past for being actually investigated for antitrust violations Mm -hmm, right right well again microsoft's had issues with uh apple not allowing uh you know was it uh game pass the game pass app onto uh the store that's why they had to do all this uh roundabout with um you know downloading yeah with the browser right so apple's been a pain in the ass last week so right and that's where I, I did a video on it. Like the whole thing with Apple and that debacle is Apple wants to be able to take everything that an Apple user can download on any of their devices and it has to be reviewed by Apple. So that mm-hmm. means you have to surrender the entire game. So let's take uh, Elder Scrolls or Call of Duty, a game that's on average around 100 gigs or, or whatever you want to call it for file size. And this like they want this entire game and they want this entire game also in their servers. So that means this isn't because they don't want, like if you get into the rules, you can't stream something off of a device you don't own, which means that it's against the rules for you to stream a game off of the Azure cloud server because the consumer does not own the server. And when I read that in the rules, I was like, that is probably the most half concocted rule I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. And Apple, Apple think they the Bentley of electronics, so they want. Oh yeah, con- that, that control freaks. Was, that was. De- you read some of these, like, You go read some of the past emails that because I actually uh, in my video kind of link some of the articles where they actually went and got a hold of some of Steve Jobs' uh, previous article uh, emails uh, talking about the Apple Store, and I mean like, oh yeah, like the we are we are the gift to the to the economy. We are the Apple Store. I mean, like, if you read some of these these emails, you're like, oh, my God, they, they really did think they were on a whole nother level. Yeah, they think they different, man. And, you know, even with that being said, it's like Microsoft. Let's not let's not forget they've been working on 
being PC and Xbox cross play, mm-hmm. cross saves since 360. Remember games for Windows? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that didn't work. Um, Mr. Philosaurus Rex, he figured it out, and they, this is the first generation. Well, from last generation going into this generation, they figured out how to make both sides work because they're a PC company first. They came out with um, what one, two, three consoles now, right? And well, yeah, four. Um, it's like they couldn't figure out how to blend everybody together, keep the same playing field, bring devs where everybody can make money. They just figuring this figuring it out. And the way that they're going, I don't think anybody can challenge them. Because I remember the days of Windows. That game Shadow. What was that game called? Shadow something? Shadow Run. Shadow Run, right. You could play multiplayer. I had that. You know, I thought it was dope. You played against the PC players. It was awesome. But they couldn't figure out how to make the PC side equal the console and vice versa where it was on a even playing ground. And you, you, you can't beat them. You know, now they're matching the Epic Store prices. That's going to bring more exclusives, more people to their store. I don't know what Steam going to do, but Steam is still at that 33% or 30%. You know, they're going to get hurt by the Epic Store and the Microsoft Store now. Even though Microsoft brings out their games and still drop them on um, Steam later. But listen, developers have to say we're getting 88% of our profit if we deal with Epic and Microsoft. Steam could get really hurt behind those prices. You know what I'm saying? Nintendo has always held a stake of we're making cartridges. We don't want CDs because they always used to charge $35 per cartridge before your game even releases. Successful or not, you got to give them that money for each cartridge. So, you know, with that percentage going towards the developer, I see a lot of new deals being cut in the next five or six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just interesting too, because uh, you know you would th- you would have thought that uh, you know since they've been so involved with uh, you know obviously PC and uh, PC gaming that they would have been more you know aggressive and better at uh, managing everything from the get go. But it just again it oh, hasn't Microsoft? yeah Microsoft, but it just hasn't been mm-hmm. the case uh, only until recently, like you said, because again this has been a very very long process for them. I mean yes. ever since they uh, were talking about. I think I, I remember Phil talking at a conference back in like early 2015. I think that's when they were talking about like what DirectX 12 and stuff like that, um, and just like <clears throat> starting starting to hint at what their their PC initiative was gonna be, and it's just been this very slow. Um, slow Very game slow. plan. Yeah, but again, we're starting to see the fruits of that, right? So yeah, now, now. But you got to also look at hardware. Everything wasn't just about software. I mean, the 360 when it came out was six months of, six months ahead of PC at the time, and then PC caught up, and of course, surpassed it because you know console has longer lives than graphic cards. But it's still, you know. It, it takes a process, and, and and if you're a PC gamer, you know what it takes to be one. It's expensive, if you want a game on a high end, and you know they really it's a it's a balance, and they kind of figured it out, and we all reaping the benefits now, but it was a long process. Xbox Xbox 360 went ten years, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it yeah. lasted. That's a 
Damn. Yeah, it was outdated <laughs> when the Xbox One came out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was seriously outdated. Ten years. You know how many graphic cards dropped between that time? It's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Well, those uh, that generation of consoles was a little long in the tooth. But, man, some really great games, even towards the end, came out. Oh, before. facts. Facts. Um. Yeah, Devin, what do you think about, uh, just to kind of round this out, uh, how do you uh, feel about um, Xbox's, Microsoft's initiative to, uh, well, you know, give a little more to developers and, uh, you know, again, just slowly pushing a little more on their storefront there? Uh, I I definitely hope it it helps them uh, revamp the, the Windows Store on the PC side. Uh, I'm not really a huge PC gamer, so I don't know much about this stuff, but I think it'll definitely pull... See, at least he called it by its actual name. I kept calling it the Xbox Store. I, I definitely <laughs> think that it'll, um, <clears throat> it'll pull more developers to, to put it on that platform exclusively, and not to mention uh, their first-party games. If they do decide to revamp the store... They'll probably only put their first-party games on the store and uh, second-party, etc. So I, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that uh, they 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 put they put the money into revamping the store in the in the servers for that because I know that a lot of people don't like the way the Windows Store is currently or possibly in the past. I don't know if it's much better now. I don't play on PC, but uh, it's definitely a, a huge cut for the developers. Why? Why would they go anywhere besides Epic and Microsoft and and get less money? Mm. It it just makes sense. I think it's great. I think they're definitely being competitive now and the the aggressive nature that they've been in the past year. Uh, I definitely think that that's the plan. That's the move. They're not, they're going to be keeping their exclusives and uh I think devs are going to turn to them for that cut. They mm-hmm. said they thinking about doing it for console store too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, That's I think another bonus. Yeah. Well, I know <laughs> a few hours ago they shot it down right now, but I mean, yeah, oh, they get, did. Yeah, I, I think oh, okay. I, I could have sworn I saw something come out a few hours ago about that, but I mean, I, I, I could be mistaken. Uh, guys in the chat, let me know if I'm wrong. But I mean, even if it isn't at this time, I mean, I could see them eventually doing that just to like come in line with the PC because there's no reason why that why they shouldn't. If if they do that with consoles, they're probably going to see a whole bunch of uh, third party exclusives, you know, to come to the platform or or other games that have never been on Xbox coming to Xbox just because that that's such a great cut for the developer. Like you're you're getting almost ninety percent of the of the payback. Facts. Mm-hmm. You'd be insane not to not to go with that, in my opinion. Why it's why why make decision. less money? I right. I don't see I don't see how you would go somewhere else, oh, we're gonna give Steam thirty percent or thirty three percent, whatever they get. And uh, you know, it'll eventually hit Epic and Microsoft and we can make eighty eight percent instead of seventy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't see it. It it, do, it doesn't like you know. I own a business. That's not business like. You want to make as much money for the product you provide as possible to get overhead and not be in the red. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So. And that that's why I think that the that Microsoft is absolutely going to revamp their store and their servers and everything that goes into that with the PC platform to 
because developers uh they they look at the bases like the base of steam is is way larger than i think any any storefront on on the pc so first they're going to want to fix their issues there and then i think developers are definitely going to come around just for the cut because mm-hmm. yeah, well, if you you want you want uh players in in the storefront like you know players that uh a big base on the windows platform so they don't just say oh i'll wait until it goes to steam mm-hmm, right well i think anthony makes a good point too you know i mean steam does have an inst- a pretty large install base and uh, yes, microsoft, they do. and the microsoft store has never been reliable well i mean they made it better but i i I do see what he's saying Mm -hmm. though i mean it you know again it it does need tweaks it could use an overhaul in a lot of ways but uh, i mean they're they're getting better and uh, they've shown a commitment to uh to pc gamers and that's something and uh, you know in the in the coming months or year i mean i'm sure we'll see more on that front but uh, you know either way this is a good this is a good thing guys that we're seeing that from microsoft and uh, that they're willing to give more to the devs and uh, you know it, it puts some other uh some other uh, storefronts, uh, you know, in the hot seat, right? So we'll see what happens uh, in the months ahead. Um, it would have been crazy if that other part ended up being true. Yeah. The, uh, well, the hold up, Veda. You don't store. like that the Windows Store <laughs> PC now got a wish list and a cart? <laughs> that, that was the biggest thing they did for me because I was like, how you don't have a cart or a wish list? Oh yeah, we got it now on Xbox, and now we have it on in the Windows Store. I think that was the biggest improvement. Wow. Dude, that cart is dangerous in on the sale. store. Say it again. That cart is dangerous in the store. <laughs> drop it in the bag, I mean, you know, just freaking all of a sudden open that thing up. You're like, how the fuck did well, I put it right? In there? But at least you know, even PlayStation had a damn cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, how we don't have a cart? On the goddamn Windows Store, like well, it was like go to buy something. You couldn't. You had to go buy it, complete mm-hmm. the order, go back and pick something else, and then go buy that again. You know, but I was like, why they don't have a cart? Just pay <laughs> one time, man. That was the biggest improvement for me. You need anything else out the store? I don't know what to tell people. Well, that was enough. It can't be. It can't be as bad as the Google Stadia because that thing just got the search function. So wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Invader, who's that? Oh, you know that thing that got released. You know all that. You know it just kind of disappeared. Oh, you mean that the afterthought? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait till one of those things pops up on the Antiques Roadshow. Exactly. Dude, you're gonna have the controller on the table. You'd be like, "Yeah, this is when Google tried to do cloud gaming." That's the thing. Three, four in the morning, you fall asleep. You wake up to the oh, home no. shopping network, and they're selling coupons for it. That's what that is. Oh, what a, <laughs> oh man, Google the infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. No way. See y'all later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Luna's out of here too. I keep saying it on everybody's podcast. Luna's done. It's done. It's, it never. It never began. Like, where is it? No, no, it's done. They got their last six ninety five out of me um, last month because they were secretly charging me. They're done. Ooh, damn. they can't. Even They're me. shadow charging. It, it was it. It was uh, canceled. First of all, I'm paying for a beta. I'm paying to beta test your service. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's overpriced. Every game on there, I already own. 
there's no benefit. Game Pass is a benefit. Game Pass Ultimate is a bonus. xCloud and console streaming is an additional service. You don't pay for xCloud and, and get console streaming. That's part of your service. Yeah, well, it's pretty People bad. getting that. <laughs> it's pretty Come bad, on. Lemon, when, like, again, their games keep getting either delayed or, like, canceled because you look at, like, look at that Lord of the Rings game that they were developing, and apparently they it couldn't... Them and Tencent. Yeah, they couldn't get come to terms with Tencent because Tencent uh, bought uh, Liu, and once Tencent got involved, it got really complicated, and they just had to uh, walk away from it. Which is a no. They said my wallet bigger. No, my wallet's bigger. My wallet is bigger. We no, my wallet is bigger. So you know what? No game. And at the end of the day, y'all both got big wallets, but y'all not gonna make no money together because nobody will swallow the ego pill. Hmm. Luna is dead. <laughs> I'm telling you, the pricing is dead. And for those who don't know, you pay your $6.96 a month for the games they got on Luna. It's not a lot of games. Then you pay per developer. You pay for a channel for Ubisoft, $7. You pay for 2K Games, $7. You pay for EA, $7. By the time you get, all, if you're a multiplayer, or I mean a multi-developer, player right like you play all games all genres all de- all um publishing companies by the time you pay for every developer for the month you're gonna have a cable bill to stream games <laughs> it's ridiculous Ooh. i'm sorry it, that sounds absolutely because i was like oh let me look. try let me see how assassin creed uh uh, uh origins streams they was like you got to pay 7.95 i was like Okay, let me try something else. Let me try NBA 2K and see how that streams. Oh, you got to pay $7.95 to that channel. I said, wait a minute. They're charging per per developer? Come on, that bill crazy. I'm I'm keeping my $15 a month. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Viewers, like, so you pay to stream it and then you pay for the game too? Or No, you're paying the Luna price. Plus the channels for each developer and their games. So you're paying wow. your seven bucks, your seven ninety five, your seven ninety five, your seven ninety five. How many publishers is out there? <laughs> All one play Resident Evil, seven ninety five for the channel. Yeah, no, that's come on, that's nuts. that's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, this is not gonna last. Oh, yeah. No, as soon as I heard about the channels thing, I'm like, well, that's interesting that they're taking that approach. But yeah, that that just that doesn't fly with me, especially when you got yeah, that. They don't own nothing, Invader. They trying to take the shortcut, just like Stadia. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have Destiny. Say a game that we don't have on console. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the reason? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to stream? Nah, I'm good. I hear you, brother. Um... <laughs> All right, guys, I think uh, we'll be calling it a night for this episode now. And, uh, you know, we got through a lot of stuff, and it's been a really fun time just talking about stuff like IO Interactive's new IP, uh, second extension uh, game preview, Xbox business doing extremely uh, well, and a heck of a lot more. 
And, uh, you know, man, there's just uh, lots to talk about these days. And uh, we're not too far away now from, uh, you know, some of the big game shows coming up in the next uh, month or two or three. So, uh, again, lots uh, coming from around the corner, around the horizon. Uh, but, yeah, guys, shout out to everyone that tuned in tonight. Uh, you guys are incredible. Thank you all for tuning in uh, to watch us and participating by either, again, watching or just being active in the chat. Uh, guys like Anthony Vasquez, Dreadpool, other Zinc, uh, who else has been here? Fastback, Da Geeky Nerd, Isaiah, many, many others. Thank you guys for taking the time uh, to watch us. And if you know, if you guys happen to enjoy tonight's offerings, then uh, consider dropping a like and hitting the subscribe button to uh, stay up to date on uh, future TXR content. Now, let's go over to the outros, and uh, leading off with our guests, uh, Lemon, it was great having you on again with us. Uh, it was a real pleasure. We got to do this do this again, bud. Where can uh, everyone follow you, my friend? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, man. I love your podcast. Every Sunday, I look forward to you. Y'all come, y'all come fresh, clean, and easy with it. Y'all don't do no, no banter. Y'all just say what the situation is. Um, thank you for having me. Um, you can find me on One Away Dragons TV on my YouTube channel, man. All my um podcasts on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Dragons Day, man. And any of y'all welcome. Hopefully we can get my boy, Mr. Um, he's a truant right now. Got the truant police looking for Centurion. We haven't had a Centurion sighting on that Dragons Den, but we're gonna get him on the 15th. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I got oh you, bro. Don't even worry about it, man. <laughs> Every time I Appreciate think about you. it. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Anytime, brother. Uh, always uh, good to have you on. Moving over to our other guest, uh, Devin, a.k.a. Hyperfan Gaming. Again, bud, uh, some really good thoughts and commentary tonight. It was a pleasure having you on as well. Where can everybody uh, find you at? Definitely. Thank you for inviting me on the show, man. Uh, first guest appearance on the show, actually, uh, all the way back to uh, when I guest appearance the first time on Scram Punks, if anybody remembers that show. <laughs> but uh, you you can find me on Twitter at the Xbox Classic. You can uh, check out my YouTube channel. It's Hyperfan Gaming. And you can catch me on Weebly Green Podcast, which is Monday nights at 6.30 Eastern Time on Dirt Griggity's channel. Yeah, good stuff. Good crew over there. Uh, again, uh, lots and lots of great banter over with the uh, Weebly Green crew. Um, but yeah, guys, again, thank you for coming on, Devin. Um, next up, the uh, TXR regulars, uh, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, really good show tonight. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, good show. Thanks for uh, both the guests stopping by. Um, but you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live, and yeah, uh, good show tonight. Thanks for stopping by. Totally. Uh, Tim, buddy, uh, great show as per usual. Where can everybody follow you? Tim? Uh-oh, Tim. Oh, Tim. I know what? <laughs> you can I, find I, Tim I, on Twitter <laughs> making ponies feel like they're nothing. <laughs> you know what? I did not realize that Tim had left early. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he didn't say anything. All right. Uh, yeah, Tim Dog left early. But you know where to find him, xCloud Tim Dog on Twitter. 
He's always very active there. And moving on down the list, Centurion, my friend. Uh, again, good show. Where can everybody find you? Uh, well, um, thank you to our fine guests for being here tonight. Uh, it was nice meeting uh, Devin here. And also, thank you again, uh, Lemon. Oh, my God, I can't believe I completely <laughs> did not know we were not talking about the same day. But, yes, for those, I will be appearing on the Dragon's Den podcast on May 15th. <laughs> yeah, lock that oh, in. Yeah, lock that in. <laughs> I, it's written on the calendar at work. I wanted to write it in. My boss is like, no, only I can touch the calendar, and I had oh, to throw wow. the marker at her. Um, but, yeah, so... Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, for those interested, you can please find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, Twitter. You can also find me every Saturday night on the Shop Podcast, hanging out with our buddy Pong Soul in the chat. Um, and also you can find me on the TXR Podcast every Sunday night. And, um, man, you said games were stacked for May. Uh, for those who don't know, if you are still trying to find a game, shameless plug, there is a small video I put together for those that are uh, are highlighting four games that are coming out in May alone. Some you may have heard of. One that I guarantee you may not have heard of. Even me and Invader were talking about it. So uh, definitely uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Well said, Centurion. And rounding this out, I'm Invader, and you guys can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming as well. I'm on a number of different video platforms, such as BitChute. Check me out there, Invader Gaming. It's been wonderful having you all here. Have a good night, fellas, and we hope to see you all very soon. Later. <laughs>